What's life in the the fast-paced Brandana world? That's good. I got a first date. She's hanging up here in the room. We can't put her in the pod, but she's right over there. Oh, shit. She's not embarrassed at all. <laughs> I like I like that you're like look up baby I got some, daddy got some pod I, I was just like I was like I don't think I've potted in front of anybody ever but here we go let here alone we... a first date this so, is gonna, I know. I'm gonna <laughs> drag date, you into like, deep water what are you doing tonight you want me to buy you a drink and then you listen to me talk about sports on a one-sided conversation for an hour yeah so I'm gonna drag you into deep water <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 151 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana. With me, as always, covering this pod like a puffy coat on a cold day. Most awesome. That's right. Covering up these big old Andy Reid balls. (laughs) Keep it warm. Keep it warm. warm. That's right. Uh, what's going on? It's cold where you're at? What's the haps? It's a little chilly. It's getting chillier by the minute. Snow's coming down. Was that right? Are, right? are we are we getting colder or are we getting out of cold? What's that? We're way? getting like, colder. I've, I've been in LA long enough to like like weather no longer means shit again. Right. Now I'm back into it. Yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk weather. Let's, let's talk weather. Let's get a little quick Mab weather report <laughs> out of the way. Um, this is the season where everyone like thinks of White Christmas, yeah. but it rounds into January, just gloom and doom. And this is where we get some spotty. You know, I think anytime that we've and correct me if I'm wrong, amateur meteorologists sure. out there, but I think yeah. that. This is like when most of the polar vortexes hit. I'm just making it up. I have no idea. Actually. Just drop polar vortex. I uh, yeah. So my thing was like, I always remember like when I moved to, because I was a, I grew up in Kansas. So like, I know the Kansas, yeah. they had like uh, all four seasons, like most of it fucking gray as shit. But I do remember like moving to New York, like year three, I was just like, oh shit. Like it's still cold as fuck until like May. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, wearing like big coat. Like just still rocking that big coat in like March, April, like that's still going down. So it's like it's it's not let up anytime soon. Right, wind chill cutting through on the on the plains there. All right, guys, you didn't come here for the fucking weather report. You came here for the fucking <laughs> sports. We got a jam packed episode one fifty one. We're doing rip from the headlines. We're talking NFL divisional round. We're doing MAB fixes. Uh, we did do a little pivot. We're going to talk about that little rule, which you might have seen right now, which is the ball go out back of the end zone. I know what to call it. Those out of the end zone, you fumble, like, we'll... Touchback, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It may be fixes, that'll be that. Uh, inbox, we're going to talk about Detroit looking to land their new head coach. Just remember, Mel, Neapolitan Showdown, top three John Candy movies. And we're going to finish, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. From the headlines, we're doing NFL divisional round. We have four games this weekend. Um, yes, sir, we did an exciting yep. divisional round. I, I would say better than 
last week's games, right? I felt like I, all of these were competitive and, and excitements closer was, towards the end of the games, right? Yeah, it was good because I think sometimes you see some like just straight blowouts, like mm-hmm. no one belonged on the field. I think this is kind of that week that picks up where you might kind of see that. I, I don't think we saw that. Like each one, like even when, and we'll get into it, like even the, you know, the Baltimore Bills game, like I, I, I want to talk about that because it was still like, that had the vibe to me and let's get into it right now. So let's go there. Sure. Like Buffalo 17, Baltimore three, the finish with that. It had the feeling of once you got into it, I know like people were liking the over, but it still had the feeling of just like, like a soccer match. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's just like, there's like one mistake or like one mm-hmm. thing is going to decide the entire game, which is what made it exciting to watch. And then that, you know, that pick six, obviously oh you're not going to be able to overcome it. Yeah, it was definitely like a lot of moving, and and a lot of times people think that as like a boring football game. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I didn't didn't, like. I like the Super. Like, I like that Rams Patriots Super Bowl. Like, I was into it. Yeah, well, it gets intense because every play is, you know, plus the wind was a little, you know, through the added, you know, wrinkle into field goals not being automatic. Yeah, yeah, it was like every play becomes a little bit more important as time goes on because you there's just no room for errors or mistakes and and to your point that pick six was i mean that was the death knell to the ravens right there um but it was an enjoyable game and and that's the thing is these guys were just kind of body blows and and that was the, the play style of the ravens is they wanted to they really wanted to lean on the bills. They did not want to, they couldn't get into a track meet with the, with the bills. The Ravens wanted to lean on the run game, grind it out four and five and six yards at a time to try and just make the game shorter. Right. And, and they, they accomplished it. They just couldn't overcome really bad mistakes by. Yeah, uh, they did. And we talked, I think we talked about this last week also. It was just like, all right, the Ravens are really honestly looking like they have four to five plays in their playbook. Right that they're right. like obviously they have more but it's like there were this and it was just like the bills are just getting in the backfield so fucking quick so it's just mm-hmm. like you have to do this like they were legit like a little jailbreak to be like all right like you're gonna have to throw your way out of this which they could not do no exactly and and you know then unfortunately then lamar jackson got dinged up concussion and the concussion protocol and that was it i mean any semblance of a chance of them making it past the bills was gone right then it was looking pretty bleak already, but that was just like, all right, nope, it's, this is not happening as we're going to a, a backup quarterback in, in Huntley. Yeah. So doggy or this, like I definitely, I do want to talk about uh, how not sharp the bills looked. Cause I want to talk about that, okay. there. but I still would like to talk about like, it's such a bullshit thing to say, but like how devastating is a pick six in the end zone? I mean, I know it's like no bullshit, but especially mm-hmm. like when like points are hard to come by, like a 14 point swing is it's insanity. Oh, like, my it's God. just like, yeah. like, it's just like, uh, it's, it's called the game. It's just like, we got to run this back. Like we, we can't do this. Yeah. It's you're absolutely right. And this, and this, and playing a football, a pick six is trouble no matter what, but this is like, this break breaks your back. You're not getting over the hump on this one. Um, and it's that one was just like just a force and just a bad read uh, by Lamar Jackson that it was just like he cannot overcome it. a great hustle by the Bills defense. I mean the Bills defense played really well um, yeah. all the way through and just kind of keeping the Ravens in front of them. But that was a, a huge play for the Ravens. So let's talk about the Bills. What were your thoughts on the yeah. Bills coming into this game? 
Uh, my thought was still like, I, I like Josh Allen. Uh, it's yeah. definitely, there's a difference between like, I can handle a regular season and like, I can take the spotlight on like me being like a, a starting quarterback that's going to the AFC championship. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's there yet. I yeah. want to root for him. Like I really do. Like, and I'm not saying he got like bland by the likes, but it's still like I, this Ravens defense isn't insane. It's like, it's that, and he did it fucking again. He did that 15 yard drop back. So he does like the, like with the 12 steps and it'll take three extra steps and then like fumble the football. And it happened again, this game mm-hmm. happened last week. He still yeah. does the, and it, it wasn't like a straight turnover, but he still like dropped the fucking ball. And he's like, he's going to watch that shit. Cause yeah. that's going to be like, it's the second time he's left that football on the bills logo. And if the other team picks that up, it's like, that is not quite as dramatic as like a pick six, but it's uh, going to shoot yourself in the foot, especially in like a championship. Yeah. And that's the thing is the, the, I don't want to call it looseness or casualness of the way Josh. Allen it's, plays. It's, it's trying, it's trying too hard to make yeah. every play like a home run play. Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't need to, I mean, he does, I would say he's he's grown in that department where he's made now at this point he makes more of those plays than he misses but those misses that he has are overthrows badly and potentially fumbling the ball at midfield. Yeah, let me talk to you about this but there's a difference, right? Cuz we we all know guys that can extend the play. Like it's definitely like it's, you know, like it's Aaron Rodgers that can kind of like get out of there like it's uh like Roethlisberger used to be able to Roethlisberger right? can like yeah. take the like stiff arm and get out a little bit but it doesn't seem like Josh Allen isn't running like like he's just running backwards. He's running backwards and then like trying to. And he's not necessarily like a running quarterback. He can run, but he's not like an elusive. So he's just trying to keep the play alive. And it's just like sometimes you got to go down and keep that extra like four yards, and he'll lose that four yards and also maybe lose the football. Yeah, and it's also one of those things you we've seen Pat Mahomes do it a couple times too, where he goes way back. He had that you know, 30 yard sack, however many moons yeah. ago. And so I they think they, it, they, they think they, they do the deke and duck, like, yeah. to, like the back to the defender. Yeah. And they, and ultimately they've got the two strongest arms in the league. So it's like, I can just gain depth on this drop back as much as I want. I'm still going to have no problem getting it past the line of scrimmage if I need to throw it away. Or I can just airmail it over everyone, but I want to be able to see downfield and let, made those guys chase me which i get but you know if you're not careful i mean these guys are mammoth men who are freak athletes too like let's not forget these are not like the 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 refrigerator perries of yore that are coming after you these guys are legit and it's like you're not going to be able to you know evade it you're not going to be able to be slick enough every single time they're going to catch you yeah and they got tape on you and that's a drive killer like the more like than a holding yeah. call is like if you accidentally get caught up in that like best case scenario you get sacked worst case scenario you try to keep on your feet and mm-hmm. then like someone hits the ball out which Mahomes doesn't seem to have a problem with that but Josh Allen definitely does yeah exactly something to watch for and I think like the Bills play calling I was very confused by them early on it's I mean they didn't it was well into the second quarter before they even had like a a a, a, a run call played uh, run call a run play called excuse me um drink everybody but it was just like it seemed like they were just leaning way too heavily on josh allen and i get it he's your marquee player but you got to give him a little bit of support because he can't to your point keep dropping back and just trying to run around and make some stuff happen sometimes you got to let the play or the the game excuse rather 
kind of build around him and develop around him and then allow him to kill you over the top or really, you know, wear the defense out with some run plays, some read option plays, some other things to just not just straight drop backs and look in, you know, him scanning the field or, you know, empty sets where he's going to, you know, try and make something happen uh, with a five wide out set, you know? Yeah. All right. So back on that, let's go. Um, the first game out of the shoe, we got Green Bay Packers versus the Rams. Yeah. Packers hosting 32, 18. Was this game ever close in your eyes or no? No, I mean, they made a little bit of a run in the third quarter, the Rams did, but I felt like this was pretty steadily in the Packers' hands. Aaron Rodgers, let's not heap too much praise on him for old Brandana's sake, but he Thank played you. really well. Fuck he played really well. Yeah, sure. fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Devontae Adams was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I think he had like nine catches and got the better of Jalen Ramsey for sure. He Is he the best receiver in the league? He might very well be. He's the, he's, yeah. he's the one he's, he gets the least amount of hype out of the Julio Jones to Deandre Hopkins. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I know fantasy players like appreciate him, but I don't know if he, you know, the Julio Joneses. I don't know if he garners that same uh, fear and respect that the most number one wideouts do. He he's unbelievable. Yeah, I did hear this thing like he walked over and he was like John a little bit to uh, Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah, yeah for the, the game, which is nice. Like, I, like his quote, he was doing a respectful way. Is like, I don't know what John in a respectful way looks like, <laughs> like when you get in somebody's face, but apparently that's the angle he was taking. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I think this is everything that the Packers have been billed to be for like the last decade, like they're really playing Packers fucking football. And like, here's the thing about this game. Like number one, I think the Rams punched above their pay grade this year. Mm -hmm. I I think nobody expected them here. Like uh, they got here like fantastic. And they quote unquote, like maybe hung with the Packers a little bit, but the Packers game plan was on point. Everything, everything brother was set up for like that play action fake to Lazar for the touchdown in the fourth quarter. Everything they were doing the entire game, everything was set up for that. Like they were establishing the run and they were actually moving the ball with the run. They were getting that done. Uh, the Packers have the record for the most yards scored on the number one uh, defense to not allow points like mm-hmm. ever in the history of football. So, I mean, they, they were able to move the ball a little bit and it was just like, it all seemed like one play action fake and just like the home run ball to like put the nail in the coffin. And it, it felt like it was watching a soccer match again. Like I said, it was, it felt like everything was just like, all right. And they called it at the exact right time. And it was yeah. the exact right play. And it's just like, put the team away. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we did this game after talking about the bills game. Cause you're exactly right. This is the type of like the environment that we, I would have expected them to kind of build around Josh Allen and what they did with Aaron Rodgers. So they they ran the ball 36 times in this game with three different running backs, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, and even the rookie A.J. Dillon just to give change of pace. They threw the ball 36 times. So we talk about balance, and I know it's a passing league, but to your point is, is they set them up, they worked on them, they tired them out, they kept them guessing, right? They kept the ball moving. Uh, Matt LaFleur and, you know, the Green Bay staff did a great job of, of setting that up for that perfect play, calling it at the right time. So that, and that's the point of it is, is like, 
in a passing league, I get it. It's a passing league, but you're not going to consistently win on design every single time. You got to vary it up and misdirect and keep the defense off their heels. And that's, um, that's where, uh, you know, that's where, that's where teams are successful. That's where teams win. You know, uh, I, I remember Tony Romo in a meaningless Patriots game a couple of years ago talked about the reason why Belichick is so successful is because he, he will, he, he understands how other teams watch their tape and say like, well, what's their tendencies and these down and yeah, right. situations. He, he, does, he does bullshit plays, right? If he yeah. has the game locked up, he does bullshit plays just to show off, just to throw the stats off. Exactly right. He'll throw away plays to 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 adjust so it's all like it's like 51, 49% they run or pass. I mean, he does that in a brilliant way. And thinking, you know, that's like the 3D chess of of play calling. And I think that's where like LaFleur and them differentiated themselves in great contrast to the way, you know, the Bills won in that game. And and so I, you know, I, I had my question marks about LaFleur as a young coach. Everyone, you know, was loving the hype train, but I mean, he had a great season last year and obviously got put into a good situation. Then he gets put into, um, you know, this year with a little bit of, you know, you got the sourpuss of old Rogers, you know, drafting a quarterback in the first round manages really well. And they're playing probably their best football of the year. I'm not sure. Yeah, Sarpers, uh they're quick with guys like <laughs> I I know you just I could tell that you stopped listening I once I said once I called Aaron Rodgers a sourpuss. Well, He's like, just, oh yep, I love it. Yep, it gets me so excited. So uh <laughs> Green Bay able to host uh the first NFC championship in his career. So we'll see what's going on there. We'll get there a little bit more deep. Let's cover the games though. So let's get right now to uh Cleveland versus the Chiefs. Cleveland comes in. Ooh to Kansas City 22-17 a lot of curveballs in this game a lot of shit like we got uh concussion a lot of ins a lot of outs a lot of what have you have yous. yeah we got um Pat Mahomes got to go back in the tent goes back concussion scary time coming back uh we have you know we'll get into this when we do MAB fixes but we got a fumble out of the back of the end zone which goes the other way brutal did the right team win this game uh, yeah. Cause I, I mean, I, I will always applaud the balls and the, you know, the, the going for it on fourth down, you know, the, the, you know, the, the spoils go to those that take chances. And, uh, I I'll say, yes, uh, you, you can't apply for injury, but the, the chiefs are a better team. I mean, the chiefs are a better are, team. Yeah. And so, so I believe that they won. Um, there were a couple question marks. I mean, you know, losing Pat Mahomes, I would say, would be equivalent or greater a loss than, you know, Rashad Higgins fumbling out of the back of the end zone and that turnover happening in that game. Because at that point, it was 19 to three. It would have been like 19 to 10, assuming they score, or potentially 19 to six, depending on how that happens. But no, I don't know. I don't, I think it was closer than that. I think it was like 19 to 10 when the fumble happened. Uh, well, it wasn't nineteen to three. Like it would have brought them within because I because I had the <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be good. Like I I had um I had the Chiefs minus eight, so I know if that touchdown scored, like it was going to bring them within seven. I thought. 
Am I wrong? Do I have that wrong? It would have. It would have. No, it would have brought them within six. You're right. Because it was. Yes. Because but okay. it was. It was still at that point sixteen to three. Uh, it was because yeah, yeah. okay. it was in the first half and then the yeah. chiefs then came down and scored a field goal so assumptively i mean maybe they don't score a field goal in that and maybe it's 16 10 heading into to halftime but still i think i'm betting on pat mahomes in that situation to put up you know one or two more touchdowns in that game as, as opposed to just going yeah you're right this game is like it's, it's kind of like this game isn't exciting and it's hard to talk about like obviously want everybody to stay healthy, stay healthy. Um, and also like um, Baker Mabfield, which Ooh. lost that moniker, lost a moniker. So now? Baker Mayfield, no, and like, I'm not bringing it back, but it, okay. it was, you know, like it, it was like this fun story about Cleveland. Do you think Cleveland, that team overbought the hype or was this them hitting like a buzzsaw of what is like a new dynasty? Oh, um, I think, well, I think it's definitely, I think they hit the buzz of the new dynasty. I think, I think it's a great rebound from the previous year hype where things fell asleep with Freddie, you know, I, I travel solely with glad trash bags, kitchens as your head coach after Hugh Jackson previously before that. I mean, there's been a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of trouble in, in that, in that front office and, and head coaching staff. Kevin Stefanski, I think, is has brought a real, you know, like a real. I think he's a real coach. Like I think he's a real good coach at this point. I mean, it's hard to tell, and they came with inches, you know, a couple bad beats. But this is good experience for a young Cleveland Browns team. Um, I don't know what they do with Odell Beckham because I don't necessarily know if if it's if that that player with that name and that salary, more importantly um adds that much more to the team i i don't know why i haven't seen in a couple of years the experiment doesn't seem to be you know baker matfield oh sorry baker mayfield's play doesn't didn't seem to be dropping off too too much with or without him so it's like you know i i'm interested to see where this team goes because this this team does have an identity uh yeah. and a good young defense and they can run the ball and then to your point play action and not put it all on the shoulders of baker Mayfield. Mayfield and and move in the right direction right I mean they're still yeah. within five in the fourth quarter yeah like so you make and it's just like that's something you can hang your hat on yeah like two road games going like you beat your you know your divisional rival like maybe a little changing of the guard mm-hmm. in the AFC North maybe a little early to call that but it could be done yeah it I like it like- but I mean wouldn't you wouldn't you put the, if you if you were to just lay it all on paper and say like hey you know, a veteran head coach of, you know, 20 plus years, lots of big game experience, uh, and then a rookie head coach, and he only loses to that coach by them having to pull the trigger and play, pull a magic fourth down play in the middle of the fourth quarter or the end of the fourth quarter to close it out. Like, wouldn't you look at that and be like, all right, well, that's, that's like a good, like if there's ever a moral victory, that's that, right? It's like, yeah, I would say that. I say that's a lot of caveats. It's a yeah. very, Super specific situation. Whatever <laughs> you like, yeah. I'll, so uh, the guy's salt pepper <laughs> hair, and he's going to get some <laughs> obese go. head coach. It's gonna be your your bowl. Yeah. It's gonna be your bowl. Your bowl. Right, exactly. um, right. Okay, last one. We're doing Buccaneers Saints. Uh, uh, Buccaneers go on the road, and the Saints. I mean, the Saints doing Saints postseason as they always do. Lose the Bucks, hosting yeah. them. I said last 20. week, can't lose to a team three times in one year 
is this uh is it Drew Brees retiring? And I it, think that's the, what they're saying. I think that's what they is, said. Is the Saints the most, I don't want to say overrated, maybe underperforming like like pseudo dynasty that was never really a dynasty, like at least in our lifetime? Right. The, the maybe besides the Bills. Yeah, maybe, like the, the yeah, I mean the Bills that is regardless of them not winning but going to four straight Super Bowls is, you know, un, unheard of. Like that's that's a that's a challenge in and of itself. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, the 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 Sean Payton led Saints. Um, yeah, it's just one of been like the could have been's like I should have been a contender type of team. That's like it never quite something always broke wrong. Something didn't happen. Injuries was always like a thing. You know, Drew Brees getting dinged up as he got older. Um, you know, the, the one year when he was in, you know, serious contention with the MVP, when he became the all-time passing leader, that was their best bet. And they just kind of ran out of steam. And, and it almost seems as if like in that season, two years ago, Drew Brees, like, dramatically changed as a player and from ever there it's just like they've just been spackling and taping him up to keep him up and and today was unfortunately you know the final you know the final curtain call for drew Brees. if it is but it's like i will like what's the have the saints been to the playoffs like what like i want to say like eight of the last nine years like Um, six of the last eight years like it's got to be like it's got to be a ridiculous number yeah, so they drink yeah, they, they drink everybody. Yeah, since the, in the last decade, they've missed 14, 15, and 16. So they had that three-year run, and that's where I thought where Sean Payton was going to get fired. Then they've been in the, la- the playoffs the last, you know, four years, 17, 18, 19, and 20. Um, you know, basically second-round exits. Not making And how many times they've lost with home field advantage because they lost to – the Vikings once with home field yes. lost the Bucks today. Uh, I think that 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 Rams loss. I think they had home field. Yeah, I think yeah, oh yeah, yeah, they did. You're right because that was in that was in New Orleans. Yes, uh, you are correct. And I think it's yeah. That, well, that's the thing. It was right. Okay, so so there we go. Like that's the bad breaks, right? Injuries, Stephon Diggs breaking loose and the guy not making the tackle, a PI call not being called. And that, yeah, pump your fist there. Let's go, Vikes. That was um, in Minnesota. Yeah. That was in Minnesota? Yeah. Minneapolis yeah. Miracle. Yeah. That's, that's right. You're right. That's right. Either way, point still being fuck that. That's <laughs> right. Exactly. Suck, suck a dick. Uh, but it's just like something just kind of doesn't go their way. You're not sure where or what it is. You know what it's they like, have? Oh, they... Go, go ahead, buddy. I was gonna say you can't. It's a you just can't put your finger on. It. You're like something's not right, but I can't figure out. What yeah, it is. no, they have like they have like a Falcons light vibe to them. Ooh, like it's just like something's broken here. I don't know what it is, but it's just like I like you're like you're fighting against yourself or like a curse. Like you can't yeah. overcome it. Like they got they got uh, that NFC stink on you on you. Uh, there you go. Um, right, we covered all those games. All right, so we got um. Yes, can, we, can I just say it's a it's it's a sad way to for a, a Hall of Fame quarterback to go out, right? I mean, I just want to go on. Like, can we just touch base on that? Three yeah, ints. It is, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> How do you want to go out? Like, well, I was gonna say the funny thing, the ironic thing is, is that is often the better alternative. I mean, most of the time, players don't get a chance to retire 
at all. They just either cut and then they have to make, well, I guess and now I, I'm forced to retire. At least he could go out on his own terms. The best is the John Elway riding off into the sunset. But that's yeah. like a one of one. That does Elway did happen. it. Well, uh, Man- Peyton Manning did it. Peyton I mean, Manning. He, he went to another team. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah, he, he, so, yeah. Was it Aikman was around that, right? Didn't Aikman kind of, did he go a little sunset? Sunsetting? Oh, I don't. Not a, not a, yeah. not a championship. I don't think so. But well, I mean, like, I guess. But also, like, it just seems like it seems important to me that Drew Brees would want to retire a Saint because I can picture yes. a team picking up fucking Drew Brees. Yeah, like well, he, he, could go, he could go play in fucking as a Jet if he wanted to for like yeah, two yeah. years. And this is the this is be the interesting thing for the New Orleans Saints is is like where do you go from here? You you've got Taysom Hill. I think they only have drink everybody Winston on a one-year deal. The salary cap is a total mess. Him retiring saves them a bunch of money, but they're, they're this, this saints team, mark my words, will, 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 will struggle to make the playoffs. I, I, I actually, oh, yeah, yeah, it's over. Yeah. We see. Yeah. It's, it's, what it, unless they get like Jameis Winston. I mean, I'm not trying to like double down on the Simmons podcast, but like Winston is a fun fucking guy to watch. <laughs> like, regardless, <laughs> like if you just like to watch a ball floating, someone's going to catch it. Who yeah, knows yeah. what team, <laughs> but someone's like catching it. that football. He, just gonna go. he made for the most exciting play in that game. Or one of the uh, most exciting plays in that game. Yeah, okay, so uh, we got AFC Championship. We'll talk about this. Uh, Brandon Gambling Corner next week probably will shoot it off when we get into the AFC and NFC Championship. We have the chiefs hosting the buffalo bills and then we have the green bay packers hosting the tampa bay buccaneers we're down to our final four um our brother uh it may be fixes ready jalapenos um all right it may be fixes we're gonna do you want to do both of these we can all right, we'll do them both. I think they're quick fixes. I think these are quick, <laughs> easy fixes. Okay, we're gonna do onside kicks, and we're gonna do if you guys watch the Chiefs game, that the worst rule in sports when that fucking football goes out of the back of the end zone, and then right. it, it creates it, a turnover, it turns over possession, and they get twenty yards. Also, then yeah. we turnover, like you get like the touchback tacked onto it, which is crazy. Um, you know what? We're gonna save onside kicks. We're gonna okay. save. It. I don't. Right. We got plenty of pod to go. Okay. All right. Even sidekicks. I do want to talk about that. All right. Um, so do you agree? Like, so right now the rule is, if you guys don't know, and you're watching football, you get a little confused, which most of all fandom, if you don't really follow the NFL does get confused. If you are the advancing team of the football, you have the offense and you fumble the ball and it goes out of the end zone or out, if it goes out of bounds on the one, then it would still be your possession on the one. If it goes out of the bounds of the end zone in the back or on the side of the end zone, with no one getting control of the football, it comes out to the 20 and it is a change of possession. Mm-hmm. Do you know about this rule? Do you like this rule? I, I know about this rule. I actually have the NFL football verbiage up. I had to read it just so I was like, because I really I, wanted to get into why is like, what's the impetus for this rule because a lot of these times like rules are born, born out of some sure, thing to prevent right? to prevent exploitation exploit so i don't i don't imagine that there was a lot of players like trying to because you can't advance a fumble if it is in the end zone throwing the ball like into the end zone hoping that someone would recover it 
And then, you know, you know what I mean? I don't see the advantage of this. So I, to, to, to answer your question, I, I do not like the rule. It's one of those things where it happens rare and then you don't really, you don't really think about it. And then you're like, oh, wait, why is it that they, why is it a turn? Yeah, this like legit happens like, like I would put the over under at like 1.5 times a year. Right. This yeah. doesn't happen a lot. This is the first time it happened this year. First, yeah, first time, yeah, first time it happened this year that I, I mean, that we noticed that we, that was meaningful, right? This is very meaningful. Yeah. And it just so happens that this, you know, play is so, so anytime that the ball is fumbled out of the bounds, you know, it is, brought back to the spot of where the ball was fumbled at and the team regains possession. So what is it about going through the end zone that makes it any different? That's where I would start right off the bat. What makes it going, what makes it any different than any other fumble? You know what I mean? What makes the end zone so special about it? Right. Uh, And I, and and I don't think that there is. Um, So initially to fix it, you could sit there and argue, well, it should just exist what happens, you know, in the hundred yards in between both, you know, end zones as that's, you know, as that's a, uh, a reasonable solution. And then, you know, I think some people, their counter to it is, is like, well, then why is it a safety on the other end? If I boot the ball out of my own end zone, it's safety, right? So yeah. is it, is it a penalty? So if you wanted to make a, a, a penalty, you could look at it as like, well, then they have to maybe go back to the 20 as it's a touchback or change possession, but not both, right? Yeah, so what's curious here? Like, so curious, we have to, I mean, is it on us? Like, it maybe fixes, like, has solved so many problems over the mm, course of three years, exactly. but it's like, yes. is it on us to figure out why they did it? And I think I agree with you. Like, I think it is to prevent an advancement of the ball in the end zone. But I think we already have one rule that kind of negates that rule, which right. is the offense can't forward the football on a fumble. Right. Like they can't forward the foot. So yeah, that's, and and that's all. And, and that and that also is just like it's a risky proposition because anyone can fall, can recover it if that's the if that's exactly the that's what I was talking about too. Is yeah. they're they're just like because I, I was I was in a bar and I was like talking to a bunch of people that just like it's like oh well uh, yeah so they can't advance the fall but I was just like. When do you ever see this happening, like on the forty-yard line? Like no one's yeah, like yeah. trying to like cough up the football on the the chance that like the other like their team recovers it. Like it's so risky. It's why you don't see like a lot of just like laterals as guys are getting right. tackled because just like Correct. their risk is too high. Like they keep the ball, and so it seems like the the punitive damages, which wasn't my someone said punitive, and I, I liked a lot. It's just like. Yeah it's way too high for that. Like it should be, it maybe fixes like it's, if it goes in the end zone, it should just be down where it was caught forward. Like it would be on any other fumble. Yeah. So I look like at like the one yard line. Yeah, exactly. Where the person was knocked out, you know, the spot of the ball. I think that that's the most consistent measure. Um, I, and, and I don't see why it needs to be overcomplicated. I read a couple places where, you know, oh, they lose a down or there's an untimed, you know, they lose a time. You like know, why? Like, oh, yeah, why? Like, like why? they just like know. they they lost control of the ball, which we've seen happen on the 30, on the 40. Like nothing gets fucking weird. Like if the other team recovers the ball in the end zone, like then, yeah, that's a touchback. Like we've yeah. seen that happen before. Like it's still a live ball. If it's in the end, but if it goes out of bounds, it's so weird for it to be a toner, turnover. It's the only time that it get, like the other team doesn't actually need to recover the ball to be rewarded the ball 
Yes. Oh, that's a great point. And I would also say optically from the NFL's perspective, one of the most exciting plays is that end zone reaching the ball for it. Right. Oh like yeah. You don't want to, yeah. You don't want to punish that. You don't want to punish that. For you sure. wouldn't want to punish that because that, I mean, if, because guys are going to be like, well, don't stretch the ball. We'll, we've already got the first down and we're going to go and, you know, and try, unless we have to, you know, reach that, try and extend that ball over in a 50, 50 play. Like that. someone told me that the, the Patriots aren't allowed to extend just because uh, just how like damaging that rule is. You heard anything like that? Ooh, that would be a first. It, again, if it wouldn't be surprising to me, yeah. I don't know if they, you know, instinctually it'd be hard to, you know, to coach that out of you. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure we could find some Cam Newton runs where he extended the ball. Uh, uh, you know what? Thinking about Tom and Tom Brady is really good at the quarterback sneak, but he never would extend the ball. Like he never shoot the ball out ever, but that's, I think, you know, even on his goal line runs, I think he's just more or less just trying to protect it at all costs. That's interesting. I'll maybe I'll try and Google drink everyone as I try and Google information about Bill Belichick. I so it it says we we come up with solutions, brother. That's the name of our game. We are problem solvers. I I was about to say, like, I would say if it fumbles out of the back of the end zone, then whatever down it was, you give a touchback, but it goes out to the 20 for the team that had possession of the ball that lost at the offense. And so it's just like it's second and goal from the 20 or it's third and goal from the 20. Like you just go back to the 20, but so I, I still feel like that's too much. Like it that just seems too punitive. I would, yeah, my, my thing is, is keep it consistent. Yeah. You fumbled it, mark it at the spot of where you were fumbled. Okay. Like we did the entire fucking time on the field. Like we've done the entire fucking game. So, and if it becomes an issue where it's like, Oh, they got fucked or we can't tell then mark it at the one inch line right and put it there and then and whatever the proceeding down is then that's what it is and if it was fourth down turnover if it wasn't you know then they continue to play as as they would if it was third and inches at the 23 yard line it's weird thing where the nfl is just trying to super complicate it's not a good rule it's 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 not a good rule it is not a good rule and and people know it's not a good rule because that's what it's like when you said it's like worst play in in professional sports on our tech start i was like yeah, it's probably it's probably bad. I don't know if it's that is it hyper and then I like started Googling it, just like the fumbled out of the back and literally drove since like 2016 of articles. <laughs> Yahoo, Pro Football <laughs> Talk, John Harbaugh, like NFL, even NFL.com was like terrible rule. This stinks all it's the way down the road. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's that's right. It is bad. But I said it first, right? I said you oh you said it first in the in the only arena that matters my brain that's it <laughs> that's where we want to be brother um all right let's jump in the inbox all right new lines head coach dan campbell i know this is rumor mill we got just a rumor mill coming in yeah. but our audience wants to know if this saints assistant head coach slash tight end coach dan campbell <laughs> is this lion's position um what's your thoughts bro Sean Payton coaching tree. You excited? This is a, I know like here's, here's different. Like probably I know you're ex- pounding my head against the microphone. <laughs> I know you're excited to move on. Yes. Like there's definitely that, which is always, which you always go through. It's just like, it's like when I got super excited, just like, Oh yeah, we have fucking, you know, we have fucking uh, Kirk cousins. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's great news. That's amazing yeah. news. We're moving on. That's like sometimes <laughs> moving on doesn't mean, Moving right. Uh, I know. You excited, buddy? Well, it doesn't sound like on you're this excited. rumor. 
doesn't sure. sound like you're excited. I just want to mention this. Your that buildup was not a, a glowing endorsement. I'm I'm not. It came a <laughs> bit out of <laughs> right. It came a bit out That's of sorry. left field. I was not expecting him. I know. What were you thinking? What were What were you eyeing? I was I was hoping for any of the Brian Dables the Robert Salee who went to the New York Jets. I was, I was very high in him. He's a Dearborn native. I thought, Oh, that'd be interesting. Maybe he didn't want the gig. I clearly wanted an, a, a, a two and 14 team over the lions organization. I get it. Uh, rather than coming home um, or, or um, we might be a year away from Joe Brady and the, and the Carolina Panthers, the passing coordinator game guy from uh, Carolina, but, I, you know, I, I would have liked somebody who was a little bit more innovative on either end of the ball, right? So, like, the the, the general gist of Dan Campbell is, is and I'm sure he's a fine person, a great guy, and he did. Not like, a good start. Whenever he's just right. like, I'm sure he's a decent dude, probably, like, fucking pays his cable bill on time. Oh, uh, he's part. a bill-paying motherfucker. I'll tell you that right now. If there's a bill to be paid. It is, he gets it. He doesn't even put it on the table, B. He goes and gets his checkbook, fills it out, puts it on there, stamp in the mail the next day. Like, it's, he is efficient. Yeah, he's got that vibe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And so it's just like, I, I, I his his greatest quality is leadership. That's what they've described. And and the, the Ford family and all the leadership team for the Lions, like, described that as their, 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 like, a very important attribute is leadership because I think, it was so vacant with Patricia and, and, you know, understandably so. Um, but now it's like, but he doesn't, he, he's not like an X's and O's guy. I mean, I get it. He's bringing motivation and, and character. And I, I know it's such an important integral component to it, but I don't know as an assistant head coach with Sean Payton and a tight ends coach, it's like, what really what is he how what is he going to form and shape this i'm very interested to see if he does get offered it who his assistants are because i feel like that that's going to be like the scheme and the rest of him is going to be like i guess motivating guys i don't know is he going to fucking phil jackson everyone i mean i get it there's there's such a place and time for culture and leadership and motivation and maybe in a rudderless ship like the Lions, maybe that is what they need. And maybe that's what Matt Stafford needs. But there's, I got it. It's like an incomplete for me because I got to see who he's going to be bringing over. If he brings some of the, the Saints offensive guys that, you know, uh, Carmichael, the offensive coordinator, although I would doubt he would come because he's been in, in New Orleans for, for 10 years. Or maybe it's all the more reason if Drew Brees is retiring, why not go to Detroit and start something new over there? Um, but I got to see who he brings in because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm questionable. I mean, he did great at his interim head coach spot in Miami. He went five and seven after Joe Philbin was kind of just a shit show. And that was a, that, that whole scene was a mess with incognito and the offensive line coach doing yak on the desk. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it was a bit of a mess. You always say that I want to forget about. It. I did not forget about. This. It's just like oh, I'm thinking about you, thinking about you when I do this. It's just like oh my god, like the most embarrassing. I was like, it would be less embarrassing if there's a video that came out like as he's fucking her. Like that's a more embarrassing video. <laughs> just, oh my god, like, him like 
talking to a stripper being like i'm thinking about like i'm about to walk into this meeting i'm just like at least like if you're banging a stripper it's just like i gotta assume that's on your free time yeah for but sure like now i see you in the office with the paraphernalia behind you and you just doing blow talking the fucking about like dolphins <laughs> clock like you know, right behind him and he's just like tell yeah, me about your cut it. i want to think with about your fucking security pants. dolphins key card it's just right. like yeah let's go oh baby I, he's just confusing me about this like now we're going into because we said like offensive defense coordinators like we get one of those dudes like yeah. this uh titans coach i would like I just, I hope, like, if I was a Lions, like, owner, I would be, like, let's be Chiefs light. Let's, like, yeah. really just give Stafford all the weapons he needs. Like, fuck defense. Like, we're just going to try to, like, we're going to get in all shootouts we can and just, like, fingers crossed we have last possession when we win the football games. Well, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because Dan Campbell was asked about offensive philosophy a little while ago, and he was just like, we got to run the ball. <laughs> We got to run that ball. Pound the rock, Dan Campbell. And I get it. It all starts with the run. And fuck, it's just. You guys have Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's a good quarterback, which is insane. I know. know. It's all just just coach speak. Take him out of the bottle. Like, I was just like, I don't. All right, whatever. I'm going to start doing yak and start talking dirty. (laughs) Sounds like a mug. You're awesome, bro. Your arm. Your arm is so good, (laughs) Matt. You were the first one that did the no-look pass. All right, Neapolitan Showdown. Sniff us in the jam. (laughs) So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me and we just disagree. All right, top three John Candy movies. I love this. Let's go. I love this, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I like. I I want to do where because I couldn't remember. Have we done like the top three things we wanted to change about the NFL? But I thought we were so sports heavy. Now that sports happened again, I I wanted people still to connect with us on our pop culture. Don't don't forget we run the gamut from John Candy to strippers. Like it's all there, baby, and for and sports in between. That did happen. That happened within 30 yeah. seconds. You got it all did. that within it did. with a tight 30. Tight 30. <laughs> uh John Kitty, remember watching it? So this is um famously, I, I think there were like there are two camps, right? There was like Second City, like uh Canada, and then there was like yes. uh they had the what Second City TV, and then like I think SNL was kind of firing off at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You're v- very good. Yeah, they had the um yeah, the, the Canadian contingent of improvers, the Eugene Levies, the, you know, the John Candies and, and such. And so he definitely came out of that. Were you a big John Candy fan, my friend? I was, buddy. I was. I, I didn't realize, like, uh, the Canadian holds or whatever. I just remember, like, just his laugh and, like, kind of getting done. I was just like, oh, this is this is my this is my jam. Yeah, like it was like I I don't remember. We'll get because I'm just I'm trying not to spoil the ending, so maybe we'll get in a little bit when we actually drop down the movie. So just say your number three. Don't figure it out. We'll start M- number out. three. I don't know if everyone loves this movie, but I love this movie. Co-starred with uh, Richard Pryor. I'm talking about Brewster's Millions. Oh, have you seen nice. this movie? This movie, I love this movie. I, 
I think I've seen it twice, but not post age like 15. Right, right, right. So it might right. be might need to be a little bit of a return to the scene of the crime. Yeah. I love it. He John P- Candy plays Richard Pryor's catcher. Richard Pryor famously gets uh, you know, $330 million uh as his, and has to spend it all for his and much larger or wait, he gets $30 million to spend and and to get all of his $330 million uh you know uh inheritance and uh does, a, does the premise hold up i remember watching it. the premise does hold up or no like, i love this it, premise like, i think this is a great premise why would it's this good. like there's, there's caveats like you can't you can't give the money away right yeah but you still like buying and people you, dinners and shit yeah and you can't keep any of it it's all going to be gone at the end of the the 30 days yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. It's really fun. Richard Pryor's great in it, but John Candy is also very, very good in it. And I, and I just, you know, this is John Candy has like two very specifics. He's got like, he's got sidekick buddy, and then he's got a few where he carries it. The fun thing about this was looking at all of the the movies that like John Candy was in. You're like, oh shit, that's right. He was in. That's yeah, right. I forgot yeah, exactly. he was in. You know, uh, Lampoon's Vacation. You know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Maybe you and I do a little like um, for my 40th birthday, we'll do like uh, Delaney's hundreds as Ooh. opposed to millions. It's just like you got to see how fast you can spend $300. <laughs> and it'll be like, uh, we figured that out really quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check it off and stuff. Um, my number three spot, I got um, a Sabrina Millions. I got to spend a million. I will give you, let's keep it simple. I'll give you a million points. I like it. There you go. Look at that. There you go. All right. Everybody, this part of the reason why excited. I chose it for number three. I need to throw that excited. number in there. If I had been the like, pups. you know, the can dog. Ninety nine. On this podcast, he would have been on this podcast for sure. For sure, he would have. Uh, I'm doing cool runnings as my number three slot. Ooh, I like it. Uh, so this is a little bit. So John Candy, known for his comedy, obviously like Second City. Um, can uh, a lot of a lot of fun stuff but i like we can't fit like he has this little it's not the jim carrey level because i'll put him above jim carrey but like a little like maybe adam sandler like comedian that can actually do like a like a serious role like he's like yes. when he gets in that coaching thing and he has that fucking one-on-one talk and he has to like tell him like the leader of the cool runnings guy who's just like oh yeah i put the weights in the front of the fucking sled and he has to be like honest about it and he's just like i cheated it was the biggest fuck of my life but it's like it's candy acting and it's great acting he is a fucking unheralded actor first off john candy is so underrated this is why i love this so much he's a fucking great actor you're right he hits that in in ways that you're like i didn't know like you know obviously he's super funny got great wit but you're right he has these moments yeah that's why like yeah he just fucking kills you yeah when he's like he just has that honest vulnerability Uh, i think it took him about i think it's like 39 seconds to get to the bottom on that uh cool running sled so that's 1 million to 39 you're cooking with gas bro Woo, I'm feeling it. Hopefully, I don't, you know, give up too much of the lead. I'm gonna go with number two. This might be a bit controversial. I'm, I'm almost wondering if this might be your number one. And speaking Ooh. of emotional moments, this one's okay. got a dusty one. Yeah. I'm talking about planes, trains, and automobiles. Ooh, okay, that's good. So that is my console. 
That is my concept. I, I put on my concept because it was so I wanted to get there. It is dusty AF, and I think I think I fucked up because I think I punished the movie because it's really hard to watch our boy JC be homeless with a dead wife. That's uh, <laughs> that's a, it's just a tough hang. <laughs> it just made me so sad to think about. Or if I, I was like, can I look at all these comedies, or do I got to look at this? Where we kind of we're waiting for the other shoe to drop, especially well, we got, if you've we, seen it. Before. Yeah, exactly. Well, we we definitely got Shyamalan in this movie because we're like, this is a comedy, comedy, comedy. <laughs> Big twist coming. Yeah. He sees dead people, right? It's like, well, then, yeah, exactly. It was just like, and it was also like, what is that? It was like mid eighties, late eighties. It's like the rules were different. It's just yeah. like, oh, this is gonna be a comedy, and then like we're gonna rip your heart out of your chest, and just yes. like you can't do that anymore. You like you'd be like, what are we doing here? Are we doing comedy? Are we doing drama? Like it was just, it's the John Hughes thing. John Hughes is just like, all right, like I'm doing, I'm, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to, I'm going to tap dance all over the eighties. I don't give a fuck. All right. Um, all right. So your heart weighs around, I think six ounces. So we're going to give you, oh, we're going to do 12 points. Cause my heart's coming out of my chest on that one as hmm. well. Very good. That's good. Oh, is it? Do you remember the first time you saw it? I, Honestly, like the first time that I've really registered the entire, like, I don't think I saw it when I was super young. And I watched it when I was in Italy, like uh, eight years ago. Oh, And I was just like, out. oh shit. Like, yeah, I was like, this is what's going on. I'm just like, cause like talking about his wife the entire time. We're just like, oh, and Steve Martin's like a total dick, but it's, yeah. we'll get into that a little bit. We'll get into it right now. All right, my number two, uh, Uncle Buck. I mean, this is this is candy doing candy. This is the this best. is you don't need to write a script. Like you show up, it's like it's called Uncle Buck. Um, Buck melanoma, Molly Russell's wart. John All you Candy's gotta say. Buck. That's uh, the greatest scene when he fucking goes down to Maisie's school and like yeah. just lights up the principal. Ugh, yeah, he's great. He's well, I get I get an update. I get an update tonight. Also, it's. Um, Uncle Buck happened before Home Alone. Yes. So Did it? Uncle Buck happened. Yeah. Oh. Uncle Buck happened before Home Alone. Uncle Buck happened before Home Alone. We're consulting with our producer in the room. Yeah. Uncle Buck before Home Alone. And, and Uncle uh, John Candy was just like, oh, this is this is this kid's the real deal. Yeah. And then that got Macaulay Culkin into Home Alone. And Macaulay Culkin was great in fucking Uncle Buck. All the kids were. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's just like, like this is, it's, it's one of those classic things where it's just like, oh, this is a vehicle. It's just like, it's John Candy. Just You're just giving John Candy all the screen time. He's in every scene, uh, near every scene. We're doing like, we're doing the honest trope of, uh, you remember the, like, that late 80s midnight trope of just like oh i hate my babysitter or my caretaker but like they're gonna be like the person like i love at the end and i'm gonna give them thumbs up and everybody's yeah. gonna be like it's all gonna be okay because he's doing with like the old daughter or whatever yeah they're gonna bail me out at the end when i'm in hot water i'm in too deep yeah yeah it's great by the way we should definitely do one of these movies whatever it is for date night we definitely oh, I do, do uh well i'm i'm going you know it's funny i'm way ahead of you i would have you men like right on the same level okay. but my number one is i want to do it for date night for next week okay because i'll see if i'll do it 
my number one. Uh, what's your number two, buddy? Oh, you give me your number two. I get, yeah, well, give me your number one. What's your number one? Because I'm on. You sold me now. Okay. Uh, well, so I'll get my my other con. No, I can't do conso because I think so. My conso is Home Alone. I don't think your Home Alone is not number one, right? No, 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 no. It's not. I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't consider that a a yeah, John so, Candy movie. So, Yes, yeah, so everybody watched. Yeah, everybody that watched uh, Home Alone, like you know, like he did that one day of shooting. I think I paid like four hundred fifty bucks. Everybody like on Netflix. There's like the the movies that made us. Yeah, like Home Alone is on there, and like I think John Candy actually got a little pissed, but it's like all that was improv lines, also like all that shit. Like it yeah. was just like, <laughs> like I was just like, oh yeah, he like fell asleep in the funeral home. We found him a few days later. It's just like candy being candy. All right, my number one is uh, Great Outdoors, and I think we <gasps> should do that for date night. Is that yours, buddy? Oh no, it is not. I didn't put this movie on here. I would have put it as my third because I do love this movie. It's great. Dana Aykroyd. And I haven't seen it forever. Yeah. That's why I couldn't. The only thing is the old 96er. The old 96er. <laughs> old right. That's the only thing I could remember out of that. Um, no, my actually, my number one was Uncle Buck because I love Uncle Buck. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I knew you took it at two. I knew, I knew it was going to come up. I knew it was going to advance rounds up to number one unless we were going to tie at number one. Um, but I am excited to watch The Great Outdoors because I haven't seen it in a while, and I think Listen like, next week, yeah, it's Ackroyd, it's Ackroyd, it's it's can't like it's it's gonna be the '96 or it's it's fun. All right, we'll do we're doing it. We're doing okay. it next week, yeah. Day night, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, great outdoors. Perfect. Oh well, we officially have to declare a winner, and it's me. Of again. course, you nailed it again. I think I won last time, but who cares? You're 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 yeah, winner. You're a winner. <laughs> you're a winner. No, you're a winner um all right mvp of the week brother we're already there i think we yes. are are we there the hour power flying by feels so brother good. feels so good when do we start this i think i think we started enough i think it's there <laughs> they've had enough all right um guys been mab sports podcast episode one five one jump into our mvp of the weeks and just a reminder you guys can shoot us an email mab sports podcast at gmail.com we are doing mab league season two you want to get your team on there we're going to tell you how to do it all you got to do is get someone to subscribe to the pod and you guys have been doing this shoot us a little screen grab of you getting subscribed to the pod and then you are in for season two uh all right mvp of the week brother i got i'm gonna keep it simple bills fans Bills fans. Is that yours, brother? It is mine, brother. Tell the story. <laughs> I just like, you know, like there's uh it's probably one of two, well, one of the top three tortured fan bases in NFL, one of the top probably six in all of sports, and finally getting back to that AFC championship with a team that doesn't look like they accidentally stumbled into it. Like a team that really looks kind of fucking good. I think it should done. I know we talked a little bit shit earlier, but it's just like Got to be excited about the quarterback and got to be excited to get back there. And it's just like earning your way there. Break the tables. Do what you got to do. Congrats. Eat a little ass. Do what you got to do. <laughs> and and not only that, but. Is that eating, is that eating ass? Was that Bill? Was it Bill Stadium? I think I so. Well, it definitely was at Lions. I know there's a, a dirty scene in the Lions. Oh, yeah, Lions there's a parking lot. Yeah, exactly. Good Lord. No, I don't want to sully the Bills Mafia too much. Um, but also, too in a in a great extension of class after they built the ravens 
a bunch of Bills fans, Bills Mafia got together, started donating to Lamar Jackson's charity of choice, uh, a, a children's charity in Louisville that helps underprivileged kids there do an $8 increment, kind of like they did with Josh Allen and his uh, his grandmother. And, and I think it was, uh, well, a charity in her name and, and donating $17 increments. So that's, it's just, just nice. I like it. It's good. That's good. Like, I like that tip for tat because you can go tip for tat, like, and keep it negative, but like, there's still like a tip for tat interesting where it's just like, we still won, but it's just like, we're still all like, kind of get our ideas on like what's the most important. You can be exactly right. I think it's a fan base that goes wild and ham in the parking lot, but still has a heart as opposed to the Raiders fans who are like, I'm going to put shoulder pans with spikes on it. And I'm going to stab you also like that's, you know, that's the juxtaposition of <laughs> two different options. Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe sports podcast episode one fifty one. Thanks for hanging out. I am Brandon. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Oh, audience. You finished up that old Mabby sixer there. There's nothing left on that plate except bone and hot pie. <laughs> Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.